episode is sponsored by award-winning book, Spirit of the Woods, the story of a young woman's encounter with Bigfoot by James Allen Ross. Hey, boo things! It's your girl, Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to... Just Ghoulie Things! Ooh. Hey, boo things, and welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things, and we are your bootyful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey! So, what's going on, Lily? I have nothing new. Um, there is a brief customer story of a very creepy man, but I think I'm going to save that for next week, <gasps> because Rebecca, I think you have better of a story than I've ever had, ever. Do you care to share with the boo thing? We will see if this matches any of your stories. <laughs> but, you guys, your boo thing's engaged! Woo! Crazy. Oh my god, Rebecca, tell tell us everything. I've heard the story <laughs> once, but and I and I I looked at the but I need I need more. I okay. need more. So look, I have been telling the story to every single client that walks into our gym. I was about to say you're probably sick of it. Because I'm honestly over my engagement and it hasn't even hit a week yet. Because <laughs> no, I have been telling everybody so and it's not even my choice. Like I'm not one of those people that like as soon as I see somebody, I'm like, I'm engaged. Yeah. It just happens to be so my boss, Ian. Have you met Ian? No, but I've heard a lot about him. So he is like a father to me at this point, Mm -hmm. and he loves Mike. Mm -hmm. And his wife even made it a point to say, look, like, my husband doesn't like a lot of people, but he (gasps) raves about Mike. Like, he loves Mike. Because they talk about boxing, and, like, they've hung out. Like, they're cool. So, um... That's not my (laughs) restaurant boss. Like, if I got engaged and I wasn't working, like, they'd be like, oh, uh, you know, uh, just so you know, uh, you remember Lily? Yeah, she's engaged. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I have to tell everybody. And so... Um, the, the private folder that I sent you of like the pictures that the photographer was editing. So I sent it to him and his wife. And so he brings his laptop into the gym every day (laughs) and he has the link up on his internet server and just shows everyone as they go. I'm like, I I guess this isn't my engagement anymore. It's your engagement too. But, uh, (laughs) I guess, I guess it is nice to know that people approve of our relationship, which is cool. I'm like looking through the pictures that I showed my coworkers who don't know you. I was like, you guys, my best friend got engaged. Come look. It's like a Disney movie. And my coworker is just eating a sandwich. He's like, I'm on lunch. Like, that's great and all, but, like, can I just finish? I, like, I'm eating this giant sandwich, and I go over to him. I fuck him all the time. I'm like, look, my best friend got engaged. Want to see the pictures? He's like, no, I don't know. I only have eight minutes left, and then I have to go back on the floor, so. Uh, but, um... Long story short of the whole proposal. So looking back, I was completely oblivious. And there were so many red signs of, like, red flags of, like, this happening. Yeah. So we got engaged. We love ignoring red flags. We That's love my that. specialty. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. <CEO. laughs> ignoring red flags. So on Sunday, uh, Mike proposed. But Monday, that next Monday, was our five-year. Mm-hmm. So on Thursday, the Thursday before, this girl that I went to high school with, Sam Glennon, is a fantastic photographer, and she hit me up and was like, hey, um, I'm supposed to be doing this couple shoot at the Ringwood Botanical Gardens, and they canceled on me, but I really want to shoot there because everything's in full bloom, it's gorgeous there, and I kind of just want to get those pictures Mm -hmm. for my portfolio, would you and Mike be down? And I've always loved her work, and we just never were able to shoot, like, 
it just like never worked out. So I hit up Mike and because I was like, hey, look, Mike isn't into taking photos. Like we have like, I mean, you see, we have a good amount of photos, but like nothing professional. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, it's our five year. Let me see if like maybe he'll bite at this because, you know, our five year. So of course he gives the whole, "Eh, well, not really into taking photos, but if it makes you happy, it's our five year. Fine. (laughs) Great. So, you know, me being a spoiled princess, I get what I want. So I'm like, perfect. Yes. So I was like, okay, awesome. Um, so then I was like, all right, well, me knowing that we're taking these pictures, I want to make sure that like, I look good for these pictures Mm -hmm. because it's the first time we've ever taken professional photos together. Mm -hmm. I don't know when the next opportunity is. So I'm like, oh, I gotta get my hair done because it's been so long since I got my hair done. Um, specifically. Did you know, did you have any inkling at all? So it was weird because there would be times where something in my gut would be like, what if he's proposing? But then something like either, like, I would just be like, no, like. I would just like justify certain things okay, or yeah, yeah, yeah. he would say something that would just be like, oh yeah, he's definitely not proposing because he said something else that just, it wouldn't make sense that he was proposing now. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but sometimes I work with L'Oreal and so L'Oreal is a big company that they work with like 37 un- other clients mm-hmm. underneath like the L'Oreal name. So when I work with them, I am like kind of their ethnically ambiguous like brunette model that they use for like makeup and hair. And so they like to keep my hair as naturally brunette as possible. So for the longest time, I didn't do my hair because mm-hmm. that's what I was getting paid for is like yeah. they were using me for my hair. So yeah. I really couldn't do anything without like saying anything. So I had hit them up and I was like, hey, is it like, do we have anything that we're, I, I would be shooting for anytime soon that I need my hair naturally brunette? I kind of want to just lighten my hair for the summer. And so the one woman said, don't worry about it. Like, go do your hair. Like, take pictures, send us pictures so that we know for future reference. Cool. No problem. So I hit up Danielle, who's Mike's br- brother's girlfriend, mm-hmm. who does my hair normally. And I was like, hey, do you have any slots? Like, I, you know, it's our anniversary. We're taking photos. Do you have anything available? And she was like, oh, the only thing I have is tomorrow at 1245, which worked out perfectly because I got out of work at 12. Got my hair done. Oh, everything's falling into place. Yes. So then this is where there was a red flag that I didn't notice. I get my hair done. I go, okay, so how much are you shaking me down for? And she goes, nothing. And I was like, what? And she was like, don't worry about it. She goes, you know, it's, this is my anniversary gift to you guys. Like, I love you. You're like family. Oh, good cover. Yes. Good cover, Sniptease. Right? So I was like, okay, that works. Cool. We love that at Sniptease. Um, something like that. Uh, so then I call Mike and I'm like, this is so weird. Like, should I just Venmo her money? Like, I feel weird just not. So he was like, you know what? No, like, just wait until Monday and then like, you know, maybe get her like a gift card or something just oh, to yeah, thank yeah. her. So, you know, little did I know that, like, you know, Mike, you know, so he did it. He covered everything. So then, um, (laughs) so then later, then I think it was, like, Friday or Saturday, he was like, hey, like, are you working on Sunday? And I was like, normally I do, but I have, um, but I don't have any clients. Like, they all moved to either Friday or I had some Saturday morning. He was like, well, he was like. Uh, I plan on going out to breakfast with just your mom for Mother's Day because I'm going to be spending time with my mom on Mother's Day, so... Did he do the whole, like, go to your parents and ask thing? Yes. Ah! So, this is what happened, okay? So, Bagel boy, <laughs> listen up. Bagel <laughs> boy, take notes for me. So he was like, uh, well, he was like, even if, like, you end up not going to work, like, I kind of want to spend this time with, like, your mom because, like... And it didn't seem weird to me because he hangs out by himself with my dad. Mm -hmm. And so he's done it with my mom too. And I was like, oh, that's just nice. He wants to spend time with her. And I did assume that like maybe he was talking to her about like 
and maybe at some point being like, yeah. "This, I want a future with your daughter, but like didn't want me there to talk about it. Yeah. Little did I know that that was just wanting him to get a whole ass blessing and he already had a whole ass ring. I'm so gonna shit my pants. This is so cute. Okay, so continue. come to find out that Sunday, my mom made breakfast mm-hmm. and he comes over and he was like, uh, so Debbie... I didn't come here for Mother's Day, but happy Mother's Day, by the way. <laughs> um, but I am here because uh, I want to ask you for your blessing to marry your daughter. <laughs> and so my mom starts crying. Of course. And so he pulls out the ring. She's like, oh my God, so gorgeous. And Can I see it? Can I so, see it yes. Again? So he has like, he has this whole thing planned out. So he's like, what are you guys doing this afternoon? And they were like, oh, clean the house. And he's like, well, do you guys want to come meet us there? So I'll get to that. Um, so obviously my parents approved. They love him. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the photo shoot and we're taking pictures and it's so crowded there. It's like over flooded parking lots because it's a beautiful Sunday. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to take pictures there. So again, I didn't think anything of it because it's crowded. Like everything just seems so unorganized. Yeah. And the whole time this motherfucker is on his phone. He's saying he needs to shit, that he needs to pee. So he's going <laughs> to the bathroom. He's on his phone. And I'm just like sitting here kind of annoyed because I'm like, this girl's asking for an hour of our time for her portfolio and you're on your phone. Like, you're not, like, she's telling us directions on how to take pictures and he's not listening. Just, like, rude. And I'm like, and I don't want to start anything in front of her because we're not that close where I can, like, yeah. be like, Mike, get your shit together. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of just like, hmm, you know, smiling through it. Smiling through the pain. Yes. And so little did I know is he was on his phone because he was texting everybody where to hide because they were already mm-hmm. there. <gasps> and he needed to pee because he actually, like, he was so nervous that he, like, felt like he needed to shit oh his pants. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So then finally, for our final shot, Sam was like, okay, Rebecca, this is my favorite shot. You're going to have your back turned, and on the count of five, Mike's going to come from behind you, and he's going to pick you up in a bear hug. So I was like, cool. At, like, three or two or whatever, he grabs my arm to turn me around, and I was turning around to be like, you motherfucker. Like, that's she not what you... She said five. Yes, and on top of that, bear hug me, not... Like, twirl me around. So I turn around, and he's on one knee. And Lily, when I tell you, it's like everything around me, like, blurred. And it was, like, autofocus on him. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. And it was, like, so weird. And he was so quiet. He's like, will you marry me? And, like, I turn, I'm like, what? I was like, shut up. I'm like, shut up. You're lying. No. no. <laughs> and I'm looking around, and I don't see anyone that we know that I'm like, like, this is a joke. Yeah. Like, and he's like, I had a whole thing that I had written down that I wanted to say, but, like, I feel like I'm going to throw up now, so is that a yes or no? And then I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so everyone's, like, there's random people cheering. or like, oh, they just got engaged, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I am in shock. I'm like, I want to cry, but I want to ruin my makeup, and I'm also in shock, so I can't actually yeah, yeah, cry. Yeah, yeah. So we're taking pictures with the ring now. So pretty much what Sam was doing was she was getting befores, and then during the engagement, and then after. So she had, like, a whole, like, storybook sort of thing. so sweet. So smart. And so then we're walking around finding spots, and in my head I'm like, I'm so thankful. She recorded it. She took pictures. Oh, my God. Can I see the video? Yes. I'll tell you. Yeah. So I was like, but I kind of wish my family, like, our families were here, right? And while we're taking pictures, all of a sudden from this big bush, you see Loki coming from around the bush with a little bandana that says, my parents are getting married. And both of our families coming out with champagne bottles and champagne oh And that's when I lost it. I started crying because I was just like so happy. Like everything that I would have ever wanted, 
he did without me even like we never we talked about engagement but not in like I want this done this the only thing I ever said was I want my you would ask for my parents blessing Mm -hmm. because that was just like a traditional like I just feel like that's right and then just make sure my nails are done that's it (laughs) those are the two things but all that other stuff was just like icing on the cake right so we took pictures. They came out phenomenal. You guys can check them out on my Instagram at Rebecca Ruber. Um, and so that's that on that. Oh, and then we went to Del Frisco's in the city, just the two of us for our engagement. Oh my and god! Had fantastic food. Oh my god! This is like storybook perfect. Like you guys, I was looking through the pictures. Like Rebecca's. So here's my end of the story. <laughs> yes. Actually, I have to tell you something. So I told you. So I'm at the diner with my dad. And we were sitting, and there was, like, this one woman alone next to us. And my, we get there, my dad's like, I have to go to the men's room. I'm like, okay. So I go, so I'm sitting, and the waitress at the diner who comes over, who I love, her name is Sophia. She's a doll. And we're there all the time. Mm-hmm. And she goes over, and she was like, you know, hey, Lily, you know, how's the love life? You know, just, like, chatting, because I, you know, I catch up with her. Yeah. I, I told her, I was like, oh, you know... Not really looking to meet anybody, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, good. And then the girl next to me goes, she's like, I hear you. And I was like, oh, yeah? And she goes, I broke up with my boyfriend. And I went, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. How recently? And she was like, today. I was like, oh, no. And I was like, but you know what? You're free. And she told me the story. And he was really like, she wanted to go to med school. And he was, you know, saying she didn't have enough time for him, which is like grade A garbage man stuff. Yeah. So... (laughs) I'm like, damn, like, that sucks. But you know what? Like, focus on med school. Like, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be the best goddamn doctor ever. Like, you don't need a, like, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my dad comes back, sits down. We order. And Rebecca FaceTimes me. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what she wants. Like, usually Rebecca FaceTimes me when she has, like, a really good idea. Like, when she was like, oh, let's have guest stars. You know, guest, you know, guest hosts. Yeah. Oh, why don't we do this? You know, I'm just like, okay. So, I'm like, I wonder what she's got in the bag now. I pick up the phone. I'm like, hey, I'm at the diner with my dad. She's like, ugh, of course you are. I'm like, yeah, what's up? She goes, well, I'm glad you picked up because... And then she flashes the ring, and I was like, shut up. Stop that immediately. <laughs> throw, I throw my mask on, run out of the diner, sit on the bench, and I, I ask her the story. She tells me the story. She, Everything, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Jesus Christ, what's happening? Oh, my God. Like, even just thinking about it, I get, yes. like, giddy. Um, and there were these two women like a woman probably about our mom's age and then her mother were sitting on a bench in front of the diner and when I went to walk back in they were like is your best friend engaged and I was like yeah and they go well tell her congratulations (laughs) I will and I sit back down and I'm like dad Rebecca's engaged and he was like who to Mike (laughs) that guy Mike I was like the boyfriend she's lived with for like three and a half years yeah that's the guy I forgot to tell you that it's like who that guy Mike I was like yeah, that no, guy. Just, no, just a random garbage man that I got knocked up by. Yep. That guy. So, anyways, and I'm freaking out. My dad's like, oh, my God, that's so, that's so great, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, have I met him? I'm like, no, Dad, you have him. Oh, right? And then I realized that overhearing this whole conversation is a young woman who just broke up with her boyfriend. And I was like, oh. Didn't read the room well on that one. But I have to tell you two stories about, like, best friend intuition. So... When you posted those, you posted on your story, right? Like the picture of him behind you and you're yeah. looking all nice. I was like, oh, I was like, I hope 
when they get married, like, she's going to be such a beautiful bride. She's going to make such a great groom. Like, I hope it happens that day. I didn't think, like, there was going to be an engagement, but I was just looking at it. I was like, oh, look at that beautiful couple. Like, they have to get married, right? Which I think, like, every time I see you guys, whatever. But I was like, I don't know. I just, like, stopped and I thought about it. And I was just like, oh, my God. It has to happen soon. It has to. It has to. And years ago, when we weren't really in touch, you had your housewarming Halloween party, right? Yes. You and Mike posted a picture, and I was like, I don't know why. I looked, and I was like, they're going to get married. No way. I swear to God. And I thought to myself, I thought, I thought because I'm a mess with you, and I was like, they're getting married. And then I thought, to become a friend again so I can go to her wedding. <laughs> I was like, i got to get back in touch with her so I can go to her wedding. <laughs> and I completely forgot about that thought until literally t uh, when I was telling mom. Mom, which is your mom? Do I was? She is my mom. She is though. She missed you Amy's so much. My mom. I'm so happy I got to see her. <laughs> she, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, we're gonna get married, and then I thought, we gotta get close again so I can go to her <laughs> wedding. Then how many years later we connected? And, and then we reconnected. No. And then I don't know. I guess I guess I'm just psychic like that. That's the story for the day. I was psychic once, like three. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was like there. I was like. Oh, so she takes me like, oh, they're living together. Like, I was, you know, just like looking at the post and I was like, I think they're going to get married. So I have to weird. I'm with Rebecca again so I can go to her wedding. And now here we are like, what, what is it now? Like four years later yeah. almost, like talking about the wedding. So crazy. Oh my God. So I will marry Bagel Boy. It's going to happen. Can't wait for you to bring him as your plus one. Oh my God. Do you think, oh my God. So you guys, um, on top of all that, Lily... I just got today Lily's package from her family to me and Mike <laughs> and Loki, and they got the most adorable cookie, engagement cookies for us, and they're from this bakery called Funny Face Bakery in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. and they just make these super cute, super animated yeah. engagement cookies, so I have a wedding gown one that is already eaten, an engagement ring one, one that says relationship status engaged. Uh, off the market with but a little the o, ring. The O in the off the market is an engagement ring. Stunning. Golden. Love. Fabulous. Love it. So, yeah, when I was telling my parents about it, they were like, oh, my God, like, we should send them some. We should send them a card or something. And I was like, I got something better. And I go to their page, and I saw that they do, like, custom face cookies. Uh -huh. And I was like, what if I get, like, a Rebecca, a Loki, a Mike, and a wedding ring? Like, that would be perfect. And then I saw that they only do, like, the custom faces in, like, packs of, like, nine. And I was um, like, they yeah. don't need nine cookies with their faces on it. Absolutely And not. they have a whole engagement pack. Uh-huh. But some of, the, like, I just wanted to get, like, I wanted to pick specifically. But honestly, yeah. this is not sponsored. Like, Funny Face Bakery doesn't know we exist. Literally, they have, they have, like, a 420-themed one. They have a 90s-themed one. They have... They have all kinds of cookies. I haven't had any, but like they look good. And Lily is so. gonna take a piece of one of the cookies after we're done recording because she needs to taste I, how amazing they I are. I just might have to, but yeah. Anyways, check them out, Funny Face Bakery, and I, I ordered them on Tuesday. Uh -huh. Was when I like just got around to it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> on Tuesday, I ordered them. I get the receipt, and I knew that they had been based in Brooklyn. I yeah. found out about them from a New York, like, whatever insider, or whatever, and I was like, oh perfect they're nearby I wanted to go and then I, I pieced it together I had the opportunity and I and you know whatever I'm babbling because I'm so happy uh, you're so cute I'm so happy that like this is the reason I got to get the cookies. <laughs> I love cookies and engagement those are two of my favorite things so anyways, yeah so anyways I 
this is not this is not like Funny Face Bakery doesn't know who we are, but I had seen them and then I ordered them on Tuesday uh-huh. and I was like, oh, they're in Brooklyn, so they'll get here soon. And I'm like such like I get so excited to get people presents. Like I got my mom's Mother's Day present the day you got engaged, actually, which is a little late. But I was like, mom, I want to show you right now. Like I get so excited for getting people presents. Like I can't fucking wait. You are an awesome gift giver for sure. Thank you, thank you. So I that's why I get so excited. <laughs> it's the one thing I'm good at. So I wanted to text you and be like, hey, check your mail. But I was like, that's so fucking obvious. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? And so I'm like checking my email notifications. And it's like, okay, your order's been received on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, it was like, your order's being packaged, made, and processed. And then today, I was I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm going. It's Friday today. I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to Rebecca's on Friday. Is it going to get there on Friday? I was like, is it going to get there while I'm there? Like, what's going to happen? That would have been amazing <laughs> if it was as we were recording the yeah. doorbell rings. <laughs> And anyways, I was getting dressed to come here, and Rebecca FaceTimes me, and she was like, I love you guys. So yeah, anyways, that's a cute little story. We'll post pictures on her Instagram. And last thing I want to talk about before we get into why we're doing this podcast, Faith and Loki finally got to meet. Yes. Yes, the cousins met. Faith was not interested at all. So for those that may not be familiar with the name Faith, that is Lily's nine-year-old what is it? Like a, they call them like bullies. She's a so she's a pit bull bulldog. She's an English staffy and English bulldog. And a hundred percent adorable. Oh my god! She's with her little lazy eyes. She yeah. She's got a lazy eye and she's got really big shoulders. Um, that's that's her. And Loki was so excited. He just like got into the car and started licking Faith's face, and Faith was looking at me, also looking at the opposite side of the street. Like <laughs> she was just living, and I got to hug Amy for the first time in forever, which felt amazing. Yes. And um, it was just a lot of good stuff going on this week. I'm so happy. I, I, might, I might have a tumor, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> Are we going to talk about that on the show? We'll throw it in there, guys. Um, I have a lot of health problems, and it turns out I might have a benign tumor on my thyroid, but Rebecca's engaged, so we're going to talk about that. If, if it ends up being a benign tumor, you better bring that after the surgery, put in a little bottle, and then bring it to the wedding. That'll be your my plus wedding, one. My wedding date is a tumor. Now, that's my gift to you. You'll have a little piece of me everywhere. All right, well, yeah, no, <laughs> Jesus my, Christ. No, my boss was like, I was telling her I had a doctor's appointment. She was like, oh, is everything okay? And you know, you just say that when it, and you're like, oh, it's just a physical or, oh, I have to get, you know, a skin tag. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, they think I have a tumor on my thyroid gland. Like, okay. And she was like, oh. <laughs> I'm glad things are looking up for you, Rebecca. You deserve it. She's asking the wrong bitch. <sighs> okay, so what do we do again? What? Oh, yeah. So this week, we are going to be talking about haunted dolls. Now, this is going to be released on Friday. I'm going to post it as soon as we're done recording. Mm-hmm. This should have been posted earlier because last week we actually recorded this during the same week that it was our two-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. But oddly enough, so when we recorded about haunted dolls last week, we did it over Zoom, and I always record the video session, and then I convert it and then put it into GarageBand. So while it was converting on Zoom, the file's there, but after it gets to 45%, it would just freeze. Like, everything would freeze. And it was only that document. I would convert other ones. Mm-hmm. Nothing else would freeze on my computer except every time I tried to convert that one. I tried reaching out to Zoom, um, and they just were not being helpful. So I'm like, fuck it. We are just going to redo, redo this episode. It. 
And this is this is a good one because I enjoyed filming this the first time. It was really good. And I'm wondering why... Let me look if there's like a haunted 45. Well, the significance of 45. I don't know if there is. If there is, you can totally email us it at... <laughs> I know what the significance of 45 is. What, what, wait, am, am, am I missing something? Oh! <laughs> Yeah, we're that not a fun. fan of 45s around here. I, I, that went right over my fucking head. I, you would, I thought that was well, a I sex wanna, position. I don't want <laughs> I thought we were getting that's sexual. Too, that's running you too tired for me. Well, anyway, yeah. So that's that on that. And uh, we're just going to go right into the, our, our, our Haunted, haunted Doll dolls. episode. Because fuck it, right? That's yeah. why you guys are here. You guys don't give a shit if about my engagement. you're still even listening. Yeah. Okay. So am I going first? Yeah. Okay. So my first story, and I got this um, information from medium.com and cabinet of curiosities.canada, I think is CA. So this mm-hmm. is Mandy the Haunted Doll, and I will post the picture, but she's a little spooky. She's like the classic cliche, like porcelain baby doll in like the white literal baby doll dress that's why they and she's got a little stuffed lamb it's so creepy because i think that that doll is the exact same baby doll that my great grandmother used to have up on her top floor in this rocking chair in this spare bedroom shut up it is it always gave me the chills as a kid and i always loved the american girl dolls i always had my little bitty babies like i loved all that stuff but that doll i mean (laughs) had a cracked face i mean it just it literally screamed victorian child stuck inside the doll Totally gave me those I vibes. I hate that. Yeah. I, I will say before I go into Mandy the doll, my grandmother, my grandmother had um, a bed and breakfast. Growing up, she sold it, I think about like around the time I graduated high school. So maybe a year or two after. And this woman had an eye for interior design. It was great. It was like we would all go down for like big Thanksgiving reunions or Mother's Day usually. And we would like stay in all the rooms of the bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then in the tea room, we'd have like a big dinner. Cute. It was great growing up there. We'd go to the beach, we'd go shopping, all that stuff. I remember during quarantine when it started, my grandma texted me at 10 o'clock at night. I read it in her voice, and she's like, Lil, what the heck is going on? Home Goods is closed. That's, that was, was like, at the peak of the I was pandemic. Like, grandma, there's a pandemic. But, anyways, she had this, so, and she would have, and it was a Victorian theme. It was down the shore in this old Victorian town, and all the buildings are restored. It's a historical society, blah, blah, blah. And it's a beautiful town. And the place, it was called, like, the Victorian Tea Room, and she had all these kind of antique-type things, and it was, it was beautiful. It was really well done. And so there were lots of Victorian toys and dolls. And there was this one room, there was this, so we had these people who were like aunts and uncles to us who were from Serbia, Mm -hmm. where my uh, grandmother's father, my great-grandfather's from. Um, They were so sweet. Like, they were like aunts and uncles growing up, and they lived there, and they lived in the tower room, which was basically just like a small studio apartment, and they worked for the bed and breakfast. Uh But together, there were stairs. Mm -hmm. And there was a room on the top floor not the tower room like the top floor that had like the opposite of you know like when you go into a basement sometimes there's a closet that's under the stairs yeah you know like like harry potter Potter, yes Yes. okay okay so there was that but it was just like a crawl space and she had just put like a lace curtain over it and filled it with baby dolls 
why would she ever think that that was a good idea? So she had dolls on display in the various rooms, or she would take them out. She did this um, favorite doll team, which you would have loved. Like, you would bring your American Girl doll. Cute. Uh, yeah, and it was okay. like a tea party. It was Love really that. sweet. Yeah. But she just, like, had... I remember staying in it with my cousin. We went down, and we were, like, a pain in the ass. Like, we would sleep in the guest room that was attached to where... So they slept on the first floor of the bed and breakfast, and they had their own, again, like a little apartment, like a bathroom, a living room, and a bedroom. Mm -hmm. And my cousin and I would go sleep on the futon. I was like 11. My cousin was 13. And we were like, Grandma, we want to stay in our own room. Like, we don't want to stay on the futon and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, okay, girls, like, you get, you know, this room. It was a small room, like. And I remember being, like, I, I look, and I'm like, Franchia, come here. And she's like, what's going on, Lily? I was like. There's a bunch of dolls under the staircase, and we were freaked the fuck okay. out. And I'm wondering now, in hindsight, if she was like, "You're gonna say where I tell you to say, or else you get the dolls." Yes. <laughs> yes. You she, know, she worked. She worked smart. I yeah, worked smart, not hard. I had a couple of instances where like I just like thought that hotel was haunted, but I don't know if I was just like watching Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures too young or not. But um, I'll ask. Anyways. So this is Mandy the Haunted Doll who looks straight out of my grandma's bed and breakfast. Like this, I'm sending it to my cousin. And we will later. be posting this the pictures of these haunted dolls that we're talking about on our Instagram. Go follow us at Just Coolie Things Podcast. So a haunted doll. <laughs> a haunted doll with a cracked face that now lives in the Quesnel Museum. Definitely not how you pronounce that. Q-U-E-S-N-E-L. Maybe it's like Canel because it's French in Canada. Well, if you guys know, uh, email us at podcast at gmail.com. So one of the most popular haunted dolls in Canada, Mandy, her latest home is in the Quesnel, which is just how I'm going to say it, okay. museum in Quesnel, British Columbia. British Columbia doesn't speak French. I think it's Montreal. I don't know. Mandy the doll has been terrorizing the Quesnel and District Museum where she has been on display since 1991. The antique doll was already 91 years old when Holy she was shit. given to the museum from an unnamed donor. And donor who couldn't handle having Mandy in her house anymore. Why? Because Mandy had begun to do some very, very strange things. Oh, no. The owner began waking in the middle of the night to the sound of a baby crying, only there was no baby around. Um, the bizarre sound would echo through the halls from the basement and oftentimes was so loud it couldn't be ignored. Once the owner worked up the courage to investigate, she would only ever find an open window. The strange sounds were enough to scare her for good and Mandy was given to the museum. <laughs> According to the previous owner, once the doll was no longer in her house, the mysterious crying stopped altogether. So she was donated to the Quesnel Museum back in 1991, and her face is twisted into a sinister-looking half-smile. Her eyes seem to track your movements, and electronics have a habit of acting haywire in Mandy's presence. Mm. It's almost like she was born, like, you know, a century or more ago, <laughs> and doesn't understand phones, so... Once Mandy was put on display, strange things began happening to the staff and volunteers at the Quesnel Museum. Lunches would begin disappearing out of the fridge, only to be found later tucked into drawers. 
Pens, pictures, books, display items began disappearing without a trace, many of which have yet to be found. And then we have a quote here. Mandy sat facing the public entranceway where visitors would stare and talk about the stall with the cracked and broken face and sinister smile. With time, Mandy was moved to another part of the museum and carefully placed in a case by herself because rumor had it she should not be placed with other dolls because she would harm them. Hashtag Annabelle vibes. Yes! Yes. So she seems content creeping out visitors and playing tricks on them in the museum. And in addition to all the lunches and pens and pencils, everything going missing, they also hear disembodied footsteps. Mm. Yeah, and small items, you know, they just they just disappear, and oftentimes various batteries are drained completely in the presence of the doll. Wow. Which we, of course, know and have seen for our, like, ghost hunters, ghost adventures, nerds, that's how they get their energy to manifest. That's percent. Right? So imagine your phone dies, and all of a sudden you hear, you know, banging, or your phone dies and your, you know, lunch disappears, which that's a double loss. Yes. Double homicide. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, that's, we're not laughing at, it's a meme, so just, just If you know, you know. If you know, I-Y-K-Y-K. Yes. Which, by the way, I only found out that that's what that meant a while ago. I was like, what does yik yik mean? Like, I was so, I was like, what's I yik yik? Is this Ukrainian? <laughs> it looks kind of, what's that one? Iceland. It looks Icelandic. So, um, let's see, where was I? Yeah. So one guest even claims that Mandy caused the light on her camera to go on and off every five seconds. And then once she left the room, it would begin working again. A number of times, guests have reported that Mandy's eyes follow them around the room. And some have even said she blinks at you when you're not looking. Which, I do have a problem with that because it's like, how would, how would you, you know? know? You know, like, I feel like that's just people, you know how some people, and I'm, some, most of them probably truly believe that they know it, yeah. you know? But Mandy's even been known to move around on her own to different display cases. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So. Nope. Oh, hell no. Hell. What was his name? He was like, oh, hell, hell no. no. <laughs> Sign us. Um, literally anyone. So. I know Scooter Braun listens to this. Who's Scooter Braun? Justin Bieber's manager. Oh. There's this actor named Nicholas Braun who I follow on Instagram, and I think he has like a podcast with his brother called Here Braun. So I was like, oh, who's. who's I don't that? know who that is. You'd know him if you saw him. Oh. Anyways, yes, Scooter Braun. <laughs> Us too, by the way. We also, I mean, you've got like the really good looking one, like the Justin Bieber side, and then you've got the emotional mess kind of asshole side with me. No, you actually have the talented one. <laughs> <laughs> That's split evenly. Thank you very much. My dad, will be like, my dad will be like Rebecca Ruber on Instagram. She's standing again. <laughs> she's breathing. <laughs> I'll be like, but she looks good doing it. Who sponsored her breath this week? <laughs> no, stop. You actually are very talented. Like, I could, I remember, you guys, when we tried doing a merch shoot, like, Rebecca was the photographer, and she was, like, directing me to model, and it was the most painful thing, because she'd be like, yeah, move your arm. No, like, the other arm. No, but not that much. Okay, move it back. Okay, now lean. No, don't lean that much. And I, like, felt her pain. Like, I genuinely... And then she went, like, after that and, like, taught, which is a terrible thing to do, people how to exercise, which I also am not good at. And yet, literally, Lily still looked good in all the pictures without even trying. So, Rebecca, you didn't that. post ones with my face in yes, it. Yes, I did. 
Oh, I did. I have the mask on. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Lily, you look. <laughs> I can't even say I did because we had them all with the mask on. This fucking pandemic. But yeah, no, I could never do what Rebecca does. So like, shout out to you for being able to actually like. I I don't know. I couldn't. I've been watching a lot of America's Next Top Model, and it's shocking how like. I watched Tyra Banks walk, and she just like walks, and you like can't take your eyes off of her. It's you know? so and mesmerizing. Like, and mesmerizing. Like, mesmerizing. Mesmerizing. Yes, yep, that one too. Anyway, back to the haunted doll. So people have had some issues even with ph- photographing or videotaping Mandy. So they've started to recommend, the staff there has started to recommend that you like ask to take a picture. You'll say, oh Mandy, and it's reminiscent of Robert the doll. Yes. Where, like when you see him, if you don't want shit to go down, you say, hello Robert, how are you? And then before you leave, you say, goodbye Robert. You respect the doll, the doll respects you. Exactly. Well, what was it? Respect the... There was like a candy... Uh, respect the pouch! Capri yes. Sun! Respect the pouch! Hmm. Anyways. Throwback. Throwback. So, and then we have a quote here from Honey Affleck, who is the chair of the museum. It says, you try and videotape her and your camera light will go off and on. And we have had people who have said in May 2000, the lamb that always sits in Mandy's lap wound up underneath her display case. So, yeah. So Mandy has been described as Canada's Annabelle, um, which, of course, we know is after the famous Annabelle doll from the Ed and Lorraine Warren Museum, which was the inspiration for the Conjuring film franchise. And <laughs> she even once was featured on the Montel Williams show. I love that. You know a girl from my high school was on? Well, she wasn't. Her parents were on Montel Williams. I don't remember what for. Um, and it would be weird if I asked her because I haven't spoken to her in years. All I know is that like her parents were on Montel Williams. Say it's for podcast research. My aunt was on Jerry Springer. I love that. Well, okay. My grandfather's second wife, who I grew up thinking was my aunt and calling aunt, okay. was on Jerry Springer. It was staged, though. Wah, wah, she, wah. She, like She and her friends like got like this big fake story, and they had a friend who was a little person... And she, like, boxed him on the Jerry Springer show. Lily's family is fucking wild. Uh, my dad's If you guys side. haven't figured that out All the crazy shit's on my dad's side, so though. True. So oh, true. Oh, my other grand... My mom's dad, you know, he grows zucchini in the garden and goes for, the, for a walk. That's what he does. It's going to be um. a wild week with Gus and Doris. <laughs> so, to wrap it up, Mandy is just a cool little piece of haunted Canada, easily accessible, especially if you live in British Columbia. Worth checking out if you are doing a Haunted Canada tour. Just be sure to ask her if it's okay to take your picture. I yeah. think that's pretty fair. Yeah. Oof. Mandy definitely has a spirit child Man- in her. You cannot tell me otherwise. Yeah, Mandy is also taking no prisoners. Like, even that lamb that's been sitting in her lap for 91 years <laughs> just said, I'm done with your shit, yeah. Mandy. Mm-hmm. Pay the whole rent for the display <laughs> case. I'm out of here. Utilities are on you. <laughs> Getting tired of her shit. I'm so glad you think I'm funny because no one else. Literally all of our boo things think you're funny. You are what holds this show. So thanks, Lily. And speaking of Lily, I am going to be talking about a haunted doll named, you guessed it, Lily. That's my girl. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my god, wait. I'm thinking of a really good meme for this. Oh no. What do... Oh, I'm, I'm not going to ask. I'm going to say when a guy asks me over for a one night stand, host to ghost. Oh my god, she started! Okay, so while Lily is coming up with this meme in her head, uh, 
there is Lily the Haunted Doll that is the Haunted Doll, but you can actually get Lily the Haunted Doll for your own home. Hmm. Yes. So pretty much Lily is on this website. It's usghostadventures.com slash Lily where you can purchase this Lily host ghost doll. And pretty much you use Lily to ward off other ghosts and ghouls around Halloween time. You can put Lily on a porch, hang her on a door. You could put her on a shelf. Mm -hmm. You can use her to scare friends, family, little children. I do um, that a lot. <laughs> she's, she's pretty much Halloween's elf on the shelf, essentially. I love that. Yes. Um, you know, you can make her move around, appear in different places every morning. Again, She's got some crazy thick eyelashes. I respect that. Love that. Love the beautiful yellow, orange, possessed eyes. Oh, yeah. Definitely pop. Oh, God. This picture. I don't like that one in the bath. Is that a bathtub? What is that? I don't even... I don't know, but I get her out of there. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. But, um, yeah, so Lily, the original haunted doll, was inspired um, by, from what historians have tracked, her background goes back to the early 1600s. Um, unearthing reports of occult practices, pagan rituals, and warding rites imported from Europe by the Dutch colonists of Lower Manhattan. And handmade figures like Lily were left out to frighten off local spirits and New World's ghosts, an archaic custom dating back to around the Vikings and the Romans. So this has been going on for a very, very long time. The conquerors of foreign lands brought them with a piece of their folklore as a form of protection. Mm -hmm. And the original Lily was delivered to a paranormal research group from its owner who stated, quote, I found her outside of my door one morning with a note that said to not put her by mirrors or in the same room I sleep in. I gave her a flashlight so she could drain the batteries, but instead she made my lights flicker at night. My cat would not go near her and my dog would just stare. At times I would be woken up from a dead sleep smelling burnt toast or sometimes a sweet fruity smell. Her favorite color is red. That is all I know. That's all you... End quote. Yeah, that's all you need to that's know. That's all... Yeah, facts. That's all you fucking need to know. So, upon further research, the doll was crafted, in fact, to mimic the infamous Elizabeth Bathardi de Acide, or Ease. Ised? Ised? Ased? Ased? I don't know what language it is. Is uh, it Spanish? I, I... Well, if it was Spanish, it wouldn't be... No. Oh, is, is it Portuguese? I don't know, but um, something any, European. Hey, linguists, uh, follow us at Just Coolie Things Podcast. Slide into our DMs or tweet us at JGT Podcast and explain what the hell this name is. Thank you. Um, and in pretty much doing so, she stated that she contains part of the Countess's menace. And Bathory was a noble woman condemned in the 1600s for killing over 650 people and is referred to as the Blood Countess or Countess Dracula. Ooh! She is a limited edition doll that's reproduced alongside the original Lily. Um, that one's spelled like my name. Name, and then that one's the just doll's, one The doll's name is L-I-L-Y, but the original is two L's? I don't know. I'm not a fan. So pretty much, like I've expressed, this new version of Lily is just a really good way to spice up the Halloween spirit for those around you. But when you get this doll, you still have to follow certain rules, right? So... um here is a safety warning. So, again, Lily just isn't a normal doll. She's a supernatural, powerful charm crafted to keep away the forces of darkness and stop malicious entities coming into your home. Lily and her kind have been used for centuries as a way to stop ill omens and counteract the wicked intentions of others. She's an effective totem and an amulet to combat evil and as such should be treated with a bit of respect, just like Robert the Doll and Mandy, right? Yeah. 
Let Lily inspire you, protect you, and even scare you during the time of ghosts, monsters, and other things that go bump in the night. But again, remember to respect her at the end of the day. This is not a joking matter. Um, so this is some ways to properly treat your Lily doll. So first, it's important to know that each Lily doll is different. They each have their own temper and tastes. They each have their own personalities. Once you get to know your own Lily, you have to treat her with the respect she deserves. Yes, you should. Yes. Coming from the OG Lily right Yeah, here. I'm the only, I'm CEO of people named Lily and I have spoken. Yes. This mug is my gavel. I was just thinking <laughs> So Lily, she likes to have fun, of course, but she also works very hard at warding off any ghosts and evil. She likes to listen to music, likes to feel included, and likes to participate in things. That's fair. Um, like the countess she was named after, Elizabeth Bathory D. said, Lily loves the spotlight. She likes to be at the center of things. You could take photos with your Lily, post them to your social networks. She lives for it. I do! Um, during Halloween, when the nights become long and frightening, Lily likes to come out and play, especially during Halloween. So take your Lily doll out with you, not just on the porch next to your pumpkin, but you could take her in the car, go around town, shop with her, or even take her to the movies. She's a hopeless romantic. I'm not doing any of those things. <laughs> not like me as Lily, but like with a doll. Like, I'm not taking a haunted doll shopping because it'll make all the clothes look bad on me. But what if that's what makes your haunted doll happy? Don't you want what's best for your haunted doll or it will maybe turn on you, right? So now, am I going to develop like a case of Stockholm Syndrome against a fucking doll? Essentially. That's what I'm getting at. With I've this. got enough syndromes and diseases <laughs> in my body. Like, I don't need another. Another one just to add to the fucking list. Um, children should always be under adult supervision when interacting with Lily. Um, what else? That's And pretty much last thing is the website recommends that you keep Lily locked up for the rest of the year, only taking her out during the month of October. I don't um, know, guys. You could take me out anytime. <laughs> pretty much. That's so funny. <laughs> Lily tends to get bored and when things aren't scary when she isn't scaring off fiends or other ghosts she gets a little roughed up and may take out some anger on you right so uh, remember Lily was named after a vampire and she's not a force to be trifled with and that my friends is the history on Lily the doll Oh, shit. So if you guys want to pick up your own Lily doll instead of you don't want the responsibility of a dog or cat just Pick up a Lily doll and host a ghost. It's a one-month commitment every year for forever. Cats, where's Boots? Oh, she's just sitting in her little thing behind the curtain. Boots hates me. She's just waiting for you to be at your most vulnerable so she can attack. Honestly, like, Boots, like, I love Loki, my Loki-Doki artichoke. Oh, you have a soft spot for Boots. Stop uh, it. You know, I did at first. I was like, oh, she just doesn't like strangers. But, like, I'm here almost every week now. And she's still like, I walk in, I'm like, hi, Boots. And she just, like, hisses at me. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, too. To be fair. I don't shit in a box every day. To be fair, she, you haven't always been the nicest to Boots. I, well, what did I do Lily. wrong? Wait, what did I do wrong? You instigate with her. You okay, know I you do, do now. I do now. I didn't at That's first. That's Lily just being petty, guys. No, I did not. I didn't. Okay, at first, I did not instigate her, but she got on she got on my bad side. <laughs> she crossed she, this Lily. This cat crossed me. This ghost doll really is inspired by you. And I took that personally. 
A cat hissed at me once in 2019, and I took that personally. It's 2021 where Lily gets triggered by cats. Okay. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's Lily's trigger. Honestly. <laughs> cats and, and boys who aren't bagel boy. Facts. Okay, so my next doll is Harold the Haunted Doll, and this one is actually a real roller coaster of kind of mystique of haunted dolls. Remind me of this one. So basically, Harold the Haunted Doll actually was featured on the Ghost Adventures Island of the Dolls episode, mm. and there is a book available on Amazon and Kindle, Harold the Haunted Doll, and he's spooky kooky looking, so you know those porcelain baby dolls that... And they, they still make them this way now, like the baby lies and everything. Like, obviously, they're not porcelain anymore. They're plastic. But it's like they have, like, their neck, head, a little bit of their chest. Yes. Arms and legs are plastic. Everything else is, like, soft, mm -hmm. like a beanbag or some shit. So Harold is like that, but he has lost his clothes. So he looks like basically me when I'm, you know, this was me waiting for my mom. <laughs> it, it's, it's not, it's spooky. That was you on FaceTime. Yeah, that was me on FaceTime. So... Basically, and I'll show you a picture of when Harold arrived for future reference. So in 2003, an aspiring young filmmaker put a composition doll he claimed was haunted up for auction on eBay. The listing became the subject of websites, articles, and discussions about the world, the, about the world and the doll was even discussed on Art Bell's Coast to Coast radio show. A video was shown in which the doll's arm supposedly moved and as well as its mouth as the word here or Harold, according to Greg, was heard. Harold became the doll's name and it stuck. So Greg is the original owner okay. of the doll. This is where it all starts. Yeah. So Greg did all of this hoping to get $30 or $40 for a doll he thought would sell for $9 otherwise. But when the auction ended, the winning bid was around $700. But the winner failed to pay for the doll and then he had to relist it. Yeah. Greg freely admitted that he was do what he was doing was a hoax. So this woman, her name is Kathy. She's a childhood friend of Greg's older brother. Okay. She had been bidding on the doll. And he admits to her, listen, the whole thing is a hoax during the second auction as she's bidding. And Kathy didn't really care. What she wanted to do was capitalize on the sensationalism around the doll and flip it for a profit herself. So this is all for the hustle. Yeah, so what she is doing is she's driving the price up, 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 so that she can buy it and then sell it for more. Wow. Or up, 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 so that someone just spends a bunch of random money on a doll that isn't actually haunted, yeah. but is claimed to be haunted, right? So after winning Greg's on auction, strange events started happening almost immediately after Kathy received it. Not knowing whether or not the doll was, in fact, the cause of the things that were happening or what to do about it, she eventually just put the doll away in a closet. And instead of reselling it after a couple of months like she wanted to do, mm -hmm. she wound up keeping it for a year. So in 2004, Kel Kathy, sorry, Kathy put the doll back up on eBay, claiming that the doll wasn't haunted, but was cursed. Ooh. There so, is a difference, guys. Yeah. So... This time, it wasn't simply a claim she was making for the sake of selling the doll, though. She sincerely believed it was. Wow. So, what she says is, I am the person who bought the doll from Greg. I was living in Ireland at the time. The doll did not move on its own or smell of pampers or speak, which I'm assuming are claims that were made uh -huh. 
of the doll by Greg. It did, however, contribute to two deaths within a six-month period and some other creepy stuff while I had it because I wanted to restore it. Mm -hmm. This doll was cursed, and while I had it, two people I knew within six months died... Six months of each other died each other under tragic circumstances, and crazy stuff used to happen in my Dublin home. When I wrapped it up and put it away, nothing happened. When it was in the house and not in the storage shed, creepy things would happen. Mm. We had a roommate who was a health nut. He climbed mountains, dove, and was a very athletic guy. Harold was stored in the closet in his room. Three months after moving in, his name was Stephen, and he was diagnosed with lung cancer, and he passed away only a few weeks later. He had to move in with us because Ronnie, who was the woman he was living with, asked to see the doll one day when she was at my house the weekend before she went to Amsterdam for a visit. She fell down a flight of stairs while she was there and died instantly. No. Also, one day I heard a crash coming from the bathroom. I went in there to find that everything had fallen out of the linen closet and everything landed perfectly folded and stacked. Mm. So, Eerie. yeah. So basically, she had someone living with her. She asks to see the doll, goes to Amsterdam, and dies. Crazy. Guy, guy moves in, right? Dolls in his closet, lung cancer, dies. In addition, I was on the phone with my fiancé when all of a sudden I hear someone scream in the background that there is a huge brown wolf spider crawling up his back. At the same time, out the corner of my eye, I saw a huge brown hairy spider, which we call a wolf spider, scurry across the living room and the living room rug and into the bathroom. Two hours later, Rick... Came, who I'm assuming is the fiance, came home and showed me the area on the back of his shirt where someone had killed the spider. So now we fast forward. Someone has bought the doll from Kathy. Okay. My name is Anthony Kinata. I own Harold the Haunted Doll. I am a psychic medium speaker, and I even have, and I'm the author. He even has a book called Communications from the Other Side Death is Not the End of Life, Love, or Relationships. When I came across Kathy's auction, I was buying a number of supposedly haunted items on eBay for a book I was planning on writing, which I do like that this guy, um, Anthony, is, like, wary enough of people just saying things are haunted just to get rid of them. So yeah. him saying supposedly and that he knows, like, maybe it's not going to happen. Oh, and I also want to say, too, with this woman, real mm -hmm. quick, it seems like even though, even though Kathy had admitted at one point she was buying this doll, too, Try to finesse people to make money out of them. Mm -hmm. Definitely wasn't the most ethical move, and it makes so you it's think kind of karma. Honestly, it is, but in a way, it's it's like at first, what makes me believe these stories? But I feel like you don't you don't lie about your friends' deaths, and I do feel like that's super yeah. coincidental. Well, just wait. Ooh, okay. So, um. And this guy really is, like, plugging his books because now he drops, you know, Haunted eBay, a book I was planning on writing, Haunting eBay. Are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? I'm like, okay. So, but he planned to take the items he won and run EMF tests and EVP experiments and have them read by a friend who was also a psychometrist, psychometrist, which is um, a psychic who reads the energy of objects by holding them. Her name is April Palmer. And okay. then he was going to write the results. So I, again, appreciate this guy just buying supposedly haunted items and then doing, like, kind of the scientific end of ghost hunting and not just like, oh, bad things happened when I had it. Yeah. You know, kind of really getting the vibes. So after reading 
what Greg's original, the original, original, original listing was and seeing the videos of the dolls, I literally laughed out loud. The listing had a reserve on it, so I placed what I considered to be a ridiculous bid on the doll just to see what the reserve was. When I did, I barely triggered the reserve. Shortly afterward, I received an email from Kathy asking me why I wanted the doll. I wrote back explaining that I really didn't want it. I was simply curious how much her reserve was. Kathy told me that it reflected what she had paid for the doll, and I wrote her back and wished her luck with selling it. She wrote another email to me saying, I don't think this doll is haunted, but I do believe it's cursed. She told me that she had to put the doll up once before, but the winning bidder failed to make the payment after the auction ended. She went on to explain the strange mishaps that happened to her while she owned the doll. She went so far as to say that two of her friends inexplicably died shortly after coming in contact with the doll. It was while we were emailing each other back and forth that I received a strange message from someone who called himself strange, strange magic spelled and it's M-A-J-I-K. Ooh, that's like the spooky kooky yes. way of spelling it. They don't like that. So he had outbid me for the doll, which was fine with me. Don't bother bidding anymore. I'll just outbid you. This doll is mine, he said. <laughs> that statement, however, got my testosterone going. <laughs> It'll pro it probably will end up being yours, I thought to myself, but it's going to cost you. I decided I was going to bid up the doll and dump the auction on magic, which is what I was talking about earlier, where you just like get the rate really, really, really high and then leave them yes. paying like $800 for it. So the bidding war between us drove the price for the doll higher and higher. And in the meantime, Kathy and I continued to email each other. I couldn't help but wonder if she really was telling me the truth about her experiences since owning the doll. Yeah. On the last day of the auction, with only four minutes left remaining in the auction, Magic placed a bid of $700. <laughs> My bid came in at $720. I waited for Magic to outbid me, and I waited and waited. The auction ended, and eBay informed me that I was the winner. Wiener, wiener, chicken dinner. Winner, winner, haunted doll bidder. Um, <laughs> That's the name of this. Yes! See, I'm, I'm writing this write down. down. So Kathy immediately emailed me and offered to let me out of paying for the doll. Damn, she is adamant Right? About so clearly, if she was in it for the money, she would have been like, hell yeah, 720, I'm in. Yeah. Right? So that does kind of give me some... It gives Comfort. you some val validation. validation yeah. Yes. So, I'm really worried about you having the doll, she wrote me. I should have just thrown it in the ocean. A deal is a deal, I wrote back. A few weeks later, my mailman at the time, also named Greg, told me, I have a monster for you today. Since I had been receiving so many packages from the auctions I had won, I thought he was referring to a large haunted mirror and the haunted is in quotes, right? A large mm -hmm. allegedly haunted mirror that I was expecting when I saw the actual package and that it had come from Ireland, I knew Harold had finally arrived. My first test on him was with my tri-field EMF meter. Nothing. Then I tried to take pictures to see if anything showed up other than the doll. Nope. Finally, I did a recording to catch an EVP. No such luck. My last test was to have it read by April. I put the doll back into the Dwayne Reed bag it was in, but after all the stories I had heard from Kathy, I decided it was better to be safe than sorry, so I put a bottle of holy water and a crucifix in the bag with the doll as Smart. well. Smart. Which was the picture I showed you. Mm -hmm. When I took the doll to April for reading, I didn't tell her anything about it. When I took it out of the bag, she asked, Is that Harold? 
So she had her. Oh my gosh. You know about Harold, I asked. I was disappointed because I wanted her to do a clean reading without any knowledge of the doll beforehand. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she said. He's been all over the internet. My first impulse was to put the doll back in the bag, but I decided to have her do the reading anyway. I turned my digital recorder on and then took out the crucifix and holy water, which I splashed on Harold. April chuckled, took the doll in her hands, and began giving me her impressions. Not two minutes later, she said, I'm sorry, Anthony, but I just can't do this anymore. Why? I asked her. Because the doll just threatened to kill me. I have a heart murmur, and it feels as though the spirit in the doll is squeezing my heart. Oh, my gosh. Disappointed and not really believing what April was telling me, I took the doll from her and put it back in the bag. Later, when I listened to the recording, I was stunned at what I heard. As I was sprinkling the holy water, I heard agonized screams. Oh. I then heard April chuckle and asked, you're sprinkling it with holy water? And a male voice responded, shut up, bitch. The audacity. The audacity of this man. Then, as she was doing her reading, I heard, I'm going to kill you, you bitch. It was after I heard April explaining that she felt as though the doll was trying to kill her. So, what followed was what I can only describe as an evil laugh. Maybe there really is something going on with this doll, I thought, after listening to the recording several times. I like that it took maybe. Me several times. She's like, yeah, maybe I hear it. A year later, I was convinced that there really was something going on, and it was dangerous. I saw people injured, literally in front of my own eyes, in the presence of the doll. I myself had terrifying visions and an injury that required surgery to correct. In 2005, I decided to put the doll away in a storage unit. In May of 2013, my friend LaShan, LaShan, I'm not sure, posted a picture of a doll she saw at a flea market on Facebook and tagged me, saying it reminded her of Harold. People asked about the doll. One woman expressed her skep- expressed her skepticism and wrote to me the next day saying that Harold, quote, visited her that night. Mm. She wrote that the encounter was nothing short of terrifying. In 2013, September, LaShawn told me about a video on YouTube in which Harold was number five in a series about haunted halls such as Annabelle and Robert the Doll. I checked it out and the number of views that video had suggested that video had suggested the interest in the doll was so strong but Mm. there also was a lot of misinformation about the doll and its whereabouts so i decided to announce that i am the person who won the doll in 2004 and continued to own it to this day i eventually took the doll back out of storage deciding to pick up where i left off i brought it to a psychic who said she knew nothing about the doll it's happy it's not locked up anymore she told me she did a second reading, telling me how the spirit became trapped inside of the doll. More incidents of people being harmed occurred, not only to others, but to me personally. More people began telling me how they were visited by the spirit in the doll. Harold is pissed, a friend of mine told me. Harold's such a middle school girl. Just say it yourself. <laughs> um, Sabrina told me to tell Kelly to tell you to tell Kelly that she doesn't want to go out with Eric to the dance. Like, that's Harold's <laughs> communication. Oh, total vibes. I should not be insulting this doll, but I already did and it's too late. um so what is the truth behind what's going on with this doll is it haunted i'm determined to find out um another friend of mine told me he's angry that you have had him for so long and haven't helped him so i'm inviting you to join me on my journey i won't embellish anything because i don't need to this has become my real life horror story wow so i know that this is all really crazy right and it's like why would someone hold on to this doll bringing all this bad fortune so, 
I do have just a snippet of an interview to kind of wrap it up. Okay. Where the interviewer says, have you ever come close to getting rid of the doll? And if so, what stopped you? To the question. Anthony said, I have. The closest time was when one of the entities in the doll killed one of my puppies. His name was Chance. He had a herniated diaphragm and his abdominal organs were in his chest. Mm. Two veterinarians couldn't explain how it happened as he didn't have any fractured or broken bones to suggest he was hit by a car or anything. I wasn't sure that one of the entities actually was responsible until a swarm of flies showed up in the house we were staying at in the time. I was filming a vlog showing the flies, which can be seen on the YouTube channel. And in the attic video, and in the, sorry, in the attic window of the house next door, you can see the reflection of several apparitions, including one with horns coming out of its head. Nope. Nope. I knew then that the entity was rubbing it in my face. The next day, when Chance passed away, I went to get a box from a local grocery store to put him in. As I was walking home, I thought, you win. I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of fighting you. Losing Chance was too much. I don't want to lose Bentley, who was uh, Chance's brother from the same litter, mm-hmm. too. That lasted for about three seconds before I became pissed and resolved to continue doing what I was doing, which was self-publishing my book about the doll. And, you know, he's just hoping to find answers. And I know that he said the psychic did kind of explain how he was trapped in the doll after, you know, a couple years, it seems, of having him. So, I mean, hopefully, I do feel bad. And I don't know, you know, there are mixed messages over whether there's a spirit in the doll, the doll's cursed. It's just... Well, look. I could put money on it that this isn't no fucking genie in the bottle. This is, I think we should keep that spirit locked up in Harold, lock him up in a little glass container and throw away the key. Well, I do have to say, if there is an angry spirit or if it's a curse or whatever, genius to be on this doll. And I'll tell you why. The doll didn't start out cursed. That's right? true. Or at least he didn't know, right? The guy, Greg, right? Didn't believe it was cursed. He just wanted to make money and see what happened. Yeah. What better way to have people be convinced you're lying about something being haunted than to own something that is known as not being haunted? Right? Yeah. Like, maybe it's just I watch a lot of, like, corrupt crime shows that have given me this, like, evil genius criminal brain. But if something is notorious for being a hoax, what better place to throw in some authenticity of being a genuine haunting? That is true. Because no one's going to believe it. They're going to say, yeah, that's the fake doll from online. And then that doll can just keep doing yep. shit. Yeah. So that's that's that on that. That's my second doll. So Harold, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry nobody gets you. I've been through the same thing. Hang in there. It gets better. Lily's just trying to cover her ass off that comment she made earlier. 100%. Uh, okay. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to conclude with my last story, which is of Okiku, the Japanese haunted doll. Um, And pretty much this doll is known as the doll that puts Chucky to shame. Holy shit. She's got beautiful hair. She does. She has, yeah. Tresses. (laughs) Hang time is real. (laughs) What? What does that mean? You don't know hang time? Like hang time on your hair. Long hair. Yeah. Like when you have long hair, like you have serious hang time. Oh. You have serious hang time. You have long ass have, hair. You have long, thick hair. Thickums. I just call it my my mane, but I like hang time, too. I like that. I Check out my hang time. <laughs> so, anyway, let's talk about Okiku's beginnings. Okay. So, in 1918, a young man purchased a doll that would later 
on Claim the Name of Okiku as her own for his two-year-old sister. And the legend would then kickstart a tourism flash. Mm So Japan during this era was still stuck in the way of feudalism. So while the world around her was embracing the progress of technology and science, Japan was holding tight to the beliefs of rich mythology and fables. And this was a land, and and still is by all accounts, where Mm -hmm. demons, ghosts, vampires, other creatures, they roam free. It's a place where goblins and evil spirits are constantly harassing normal folks. And on February 3rd, you can drive evil spirits away by going to shrines and through rituals and folklore practices. Um, there's lake monsters that supposedly gobble up kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's the suicide forest. It's like just oh. a bunch of, there's you know, sacred devoted animals. I mean, there's just a bunch of crazy shit that goes on in Japan, right? Definitely. Uh, they have a lot of, probably some of the most well-preserved ancient structures and legends and... You know, always, and traditions. you know what always amazed me about places like Asia? That they have these shrines, they have these temples that have lasted thousands and thousands of years. Oh, yeah. And we have houses that are built 20 years ago that just, a fucking windstorm could just take them down. That's insane. You know, what are the, um, it is, is it, it's China. They're in China. What are they called? The They're like these warrior statues that are from like, like 10 BC or some mm-hmm. shit, like from like the Crazy. very first Chinese empire and they are still fully intact. There's a name for them. I don't know what they're called. Oh my God, let me look it up. And they're, I got to pose with the replicas in Disney World in the Epcot China Pavilion. Big flex. Which those who say that Disney is useless, like you learn a lot about culture from people. Well, you do. Well, yeah. I mean, there are people who work, like especially Epcot's one of my favorites because like you get to meet people who live in the country. Like, uh-huh. The Norwegian sweet shop, which my mom loves because it's all the sweets she likes, but she doesn't have to make. The Norwegian women there, like my brother, I could tell, always had a crush on them. And they have, like, the thickest eyelashes. Oh, man. They're always stunning. Like, I said to my mom, because my mom's Norwegian-German, and I have these long, thick, black Italian eyelashes, mm-hmm. like you have. You're familiar. And she was like, I don't know, Lil. I got those stupid, you know... Norwegian Scandinavian eyelashes and we went to the Epcot Norway pavilion and the women they're beautiful and they have these like blue eyes and this blonde hair and then they put mascara and they have these big lashes I was like no mom you don't have Norwegian lashes you have your like mom's like German lashes they're short and blonde and just get the job done yeah (laughs) they're very straightforward yeah they're just like yes we're here to work (laughs) we're here to keep the dust out of your eye and nothing more (laughs) anyways what are those ancient Chinese figurines called That's a good question. But while you're doing that, I'm going to keep going with this. So pretty much Japanese culture was and still is full of legends and supernatural boogeymen. And dolls, some of them, with powerful instruments of magic. And you don't mess with these dolls. Now, what are they called? Okay, it's the Terracotta Army. The Terracotta Men. Oh, yes, yes. And they're preserved from... um, Oh, look, you could get replicas on Wayfair. So... Yeah, one of the most impressive archaeological... I know exactly the ones you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, so... And it's crazy that they... I mean, there's eight... There's about 8,000 of them, they said, in China. I know we're talking about Japan right now, but anyways... Crazy. Just, it's, it's amazing. And we were just talking about pretty much about how architecture lasts so many years, and then here in America, a fucking 20-year-old house can just 
get blown down like it's nothing. That's because it's about getting money from the house. Like, it's not well made. It's just they want to rent it for $3,000 a month. Yeah. When there's, like, no running water. Jersey props. Jersey. Yep. Continue. Okay. So, the doll was bought in Sapporo by a 17-year-old Aikichi Suzuki in 1918 for his two-year-old sister, Okiku. He was touring in the region for a maritime um, ex- uh, exhibition, and the doll just immediately drew his eyes. And this little doll just sat in a shop window and enticed Suzuki. And Suzuki didn't even think twice about this. He went in and instantly purchased the doll for mm-hmm. his sister and used the last of his money for it, actually. So it's about 40 centimeters tall and is dressed in a traditional kimono. The doll is pretty exquisite. Its hair is a raven black that was cut roughly shoulder length. Mm-hmm. And in a trip... With hang time. So, See? so, yeah. So take note of that because... You have that, when he bought it, it was shoulder length. Remember, we were just talking about how long the hair is, right? Yes. So, mm, strap in. Yeah. Um, And it's in a traditional Okapa hairstyle. Her eyes are piercing coals that seem to swallow up everything. And it really really is a mesmerizing and enchanting doll. Mm -hmm. And it really is beautifully made when you actually look at the doll. I mean, that's the first thing you said. Like, wow, really pretty. Yeah. Um, Suzuki then went back home and gave the doll to his sister. And the sister fell in love with the doll immediately. It, it transformed into Okiku's favorite toy, and most importantly, it became her best friend. Okiku played every day with the doll, took it everywhere, and treated the doll like her little sister herself. And she would talk to it, play with it, feed it, sleep with it. And she decided to call the doll Okiku because it really was like a mirror duplicate of herself. Aww. And the doll never left Okiku's side. Then, unfortunately, a year later, tragedy had struck, and in 1919, Okiku had died. Yellow fever was very much prominent on the land and robbed the family of the little girl. And Okiku died gasping for air, in pain and afraid. But at the end of the day, the doll was still firmly in her grasp. She was only three years old. Oh my God! And while the family still wanted to bury the doll alongside Okiku, circumstances and governmental oversight prevented this last act of kindness on their part from happening. And the doll was never laid to rest with Okiku. So of course... That could trigger some, you know, some type of feelings. Activity, yeah. yeah. So, okay, let's talk about the shrine now. Okay. Okiku the doll was alternatively located into the family's altar, which is very common practice in certain Japanese households to commemorate the dead, kind of like Dios de los Muertos for Mexican families where mm-hmm. they have a little shrine and, you know, it's just to honor and bring back the loved ones. My uh, dog's ashes were kept in decorative boxes, and when we were selling my childhood home, the stagers came and used them as decoration. <laughs> she thought they were antiques. I mean, they are. <laughs> she was like, oh, I love these boxes. And she was. And my mom's like, yeah, look at the back. Those are their dogs. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I'm familiar with the tradition of shrines. We did get a good amount of the house. <laughs> So, um, so the small shrine celebrated their daughter and marked her passing into the afterlife, and that is when the weirdness started to occur. Okay. One day, the family started to notice that the doll's hair was getting longer. Once, like I he, said, incoming like, hang time alert. Yes. Once a traditional shoulder length cut with neat ends, now became a mangled mess of split ends, reaching down past her waist. It was scruffy. It turned into different colors than that raven black hair, and felt different. At night, they started to dream of Okiku. And sometimes the doll would appear by their side come morning. The chilling events intensified and grew into full-blown acts of spiritual infestation. Lights flickering on and off, 
bangings in the house, noises, and strange voices. And the closer the year got to the certain key dates, Ukiku's birthday and the day of her death, that is when all this crazy shit was happening more often than not. So over time... I would do that, though. If I was, like, a haunted spirit stuck in a ghost, I'd be like, hello, birthday, me, give me attention. Yeah, even though I'm not here, you're still celebrating the fuck out of me. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Sure as hell better. No excuses. So over time, there were certain... uh, They were certain, and the Tao shaman and spiritual leaders concurred that their daughter's soul was, in fact, trapped within that doll. And in 1938, the family relocated to a different district. They had by now become accustomed to Okiku and had even grown fond of their daughter's restless spirit. And to them, it was actually a magical and unique opportunity to interact with the dead. Now desiring to take Okiku with them, fearing that what had fueled her magic was the proximity to their daughter's grave, the family approached the local temple and asked them to take care of the doll for them. So the temple by now had heard countless stories of the amazing doll, the haunted doll whose hair grew every year, and they were fascinated. Um, they, the priest gleefully accepted the charge and started taking care of Ukiku like mm-hmm. their own. Uh, over time, they've managed to confirm the veracity of some of the claims, particularly that the hair doesn't degrow. Holy shit. Yeah. I don't like that at so, all. So get this. So the priests have actually went above and beyond and have sent out cut samples of the hair for scientific analysis. Mm-hmm. And scientific examination of Okiku proved that the hair was in fact that of a human child. Yeah. But why is it still growing? So regularly, the hair has to get a trim, and the doll stays happy and content. So is it like if they don't, like, maintain her, like, she gets pissed and, like... Um, I think that, like, I think that maybe they're doing this to keep her happy, and, like, they just don't want to test out that theory that that could happen. Okay. But as the years passed on, the doll's fame grew, and her powers further developed. She's bolder now, invading the dreams of the priest and those that come to visit her. She's stronger, her hair growing faster and wilder, and now she's even spookier. The lasted event driving tourists mad is the frightening claim is that the mouth of Okiku is slowly opening. <laughs> and, and if you dare to peer inside, you may be able to glimpse something like a baby teeth sprouting like weeds from the porcelain gums. I don't like this. So. I'm very if you're uncomfortable but still want to visit Okiku, mm-hmm. Okiku is located in her private shrine on display in a little wooden box in the Menenji Temple in the town of Iwamazawa, Hokkaido, Japan. She's there waiting for all who want to play with fire and have a one-on-one conversation with the paranormal and the bizarre. Mm-hmm. And this information I found out from oldcityghost.com. So check them out. Thank you so much for the information. Uh, and that is that on Okiku the Haunted Doll. Uh-uh. So I would just like to conclude this episode. The moral of the story is lock up your fucking dolls. We should, I think, I think, um, doll population control. Just don't buy any more dolls. Just reuse the same ones because if we have less dolls, there's less chance for haunted dolls, which means less dead puppies, less dead children, less drain batteries, less lunches going in a drawer and you have to door dash Chipotle last minute and you get the fee. I mean, honestly, yeah. we're just, I mean, dolls are fun, but like... At what cost? At what cost? Exactly, Rebecca. Thank you. At what fucking cost? Exactly. So, yeah. All right. Well, on that note, that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Thanks. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Things. And Lily, are you ready to shout out some socials or... I'm ready. All right, let's do it. 
Follow us on Instagram at Just Coolie Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter, JGT Podcast. Facebook like page, Just Coolie Things Podcast. Facebook private group, Just Coolie Things Podcast group. Donate to that Patreon, Just Coolie Things Podcast. Buy our merch, Just Coolie Things Podcast. Wait, fuck. No, that's right. Yeah, well, okay, so you go to tpublic.com, search Just Coolie Things Podcast, or rebeccaruber.com slash shop. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at justcoolythingspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Things, and we will talk to Boo next week. Goodbye! Alex Knight, the world's foremost authority on Bigfoot research, heads to Canada to investigate a profoundly incredible Bigfoot encounter. His daughter, Sydney, eagerly joins the expedition. Accompanied by reluctant Toronto television hostess Amira Ali, Sid and her father's team adventure north in pursuit of the legendary Sasquatch. Prophecy from a forgotten Algonquin tribe and a mystical calling deeply connects Sydney to the creature. The revelation of unknown truths ensures that Sydney will never see the forest or herself the same again. Get your copy of James Allen Ross's Spirit of the Woods, the story of a young woman's encounter with Bigfoot. Now for the price of $9.99 paperback and $0.99 cents on Kindle. Available on Amazon now.